Arts of Spirituality podcast. This is your host, Myra. This podcast takes us on a journey to finding new ways of spirituality that can help us ascend to our higher self and be one with the universe. Hi, friends. Today we have Jeff, also known as the Witchy Dude on TikTok. Hi, Jeff. How are you? Good. And you? I am well. We always like to ask everyone how they started their spiritual journey. Because um, one, I'm fascinated how people start in this spiritual, not just like a specific religion, but like their spiritual journey. How did they like fully awake? So can you share with us the moment that you knew that you were spiritual? Yeah. So actually, it was really easy because I grew up in the Catholic Church and, you know, for for everything that it is and and opinions and stuff that people have, like there's still a lot of, you know, a lot of power in, in what they do, you know, especially in a Catholic church. Um, a lot, I think they get a lot, they get a lot of flack for, you know, obviously there's not good stuff that goes on, but, um, they, I don't think they get enough credit for just how much, um, really goes on in like a Catholic mass. But, um, so just growing up that way, um, I knew that that wasn't quite it for me, but I knew that there was something there, you know, even just as a kid, I was like, okay, I don't necessarily like all of, you know, this and that that we're doing, but there's still something here that I can't quite put my finger on. So maybe it's not exactly what they want, but, you know, I know that there's, there's things out there. There's some sort of you know, something to be gained from it from a spiritual standpoint. So I kind of, you know, I've always kind of been like that. Um, and that's why, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily speak ill of the Catholic church at all, you know, with social media and stuff like that. And in the spiritual community, there's a lot of, a lot of people that, you know, talk down about like Christianity and Catholicism and stuff like that. And I kind of just, I try to play devil's advocate in that situation and say, Hey, you know, well, have you been to Catholic mass? Have you, you know, have, do you understand like what, and do you understand what's in that church? Like there's, there's consecrated bones in, inside of Catholic churches. Like there, there's a lot of power there. You're writing a lot of stuff off. So like, just pump the brakes on that. But, um, but you know, that, that, that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, I've kind of always been, I've been, in the know as far as like you know spirituality like there's definitely a reason that that everything is the way it is i just started checking out different things from there you know as as a kid even you know i wandered into bookstores and looked at like you know buddhism and taoism and and you know just what what tried to look and see what else you know other people had to offer um and then you know even i think in like fourth grade was like the first time I was introduced to any kind of like witchcraft type stuff. Um, there was a book in the school library, have you? Um, it was a book on Wicca. And I was like, what is this? And I opened it up and I'm like, oh, this is like, this is, this is a real thing. <laughs> so, you know, and I, you know, I didn't go and like run out and become a Wiccan or anything, but it was just really interesting to, um, to see that there was like ceremonial magic happening, like out in the real world, like that was not just something that you saw in a movie or whatever. So, I mean, it, I've, I've kind of always had that sense of, 
of spirituality about me. I don't think kids nowadays are going to understand that. <laughs> you know, because you went into a your school library and found this book. Kids nowadays, you know, with the banning of all these books and with the banning of like religious, um, anything religious in a public school or or anything like that, like they're not going to know that. And it's so funny you mentioned fourth grade because I was just telling a friend a couple of days ago, like I was doing uh, tree magic in fourth grade and I didn't even know <laughs> that it was tree magic until like later on in my life, I understood that that was like, I was bonding with the tree. Like I was literally digging, putting stuff in there. I even went as far as like spitting inside the hole. And as you know, like you're bonding your your own um, essence into the tree. Right. And I, I remember like telling him like, I was in fourth grade doing these things. <laughs> so when you said fourth grade, I was like, <laughs> yeah. And then we're the same age, right? I think we are. Yeah. I believe we're the same age. We figured that out. So, um, it must've been one of those years. We're good. Yeah. We, yeah, we both, we both came to that, that realization around the same, same time, almost the same place. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, for people listening, me and Jeff actually grew up in the same um, areas around the same time. I think we visited the same places. I just didn't meet him until recently on TikTok. And then obviously from there, like we, we found out that we could have had bumped into each other. We probably did. And it was in, you know, we don't remember, I guess. Right. So it's so funny that social media nowadays and everything that um, the world has provided, you know, like the social media platforms, the, the platforms to speak to other people that have the same interests as you. Um, and then the reason why I started to follow you on TikTok was because of your religious backgrounds, right? Um, I saw you with Eleques and I saw that you were posting a lot of things of Santeria and a lot of things of Palo. And obviously I'm initiated into Santeria also initiated into Palo and from there like it sparked the conversation and then we went from there but I've never heard anybody talk about Palo in such a passionate way than you like you go into that profound explanation about things and I don't think a lot of people have that because it's like because everything's passed down right this is a tradition that everything is passed down you're just, you just know what you're told, but when you experience it, you know what it is. You're not being told what it is. And I think you have that. So it's like, not only are you incorporating your, your spirituality to understand why we do certain things in certain religions or close practices, but how it works. Like, it's different when you know how it works, right? Yeah like you're able to break it down in essence right um so can you explain to us what is palo monte okay so palo is is a very very nature nature-based practice that is it's afro-cuban in origins um with it, it incorporates a lot of the um the ideas and practices from the congo and specifically the uh the bantu speaking areas so uh that would be um like angola and what you know is modern day 
DRC or the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Um, and that was, um, they did a lot of ancestral veneration and Nkisi worship. Um, and that kind of made its way over to, you know, the, the new world, so to speak. Um, I want to say that was taking place like the 15th century, uh, 14th, 15th century. And, um, you know, it, they landed in, um, in Brazil because that was like the, the major hub during, um, during all of the, uh, the middle passage and stuff like that. Um, and then from there they would go out to, you know, you got, you know, Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic and Cuba and Haiti and, and El Salvador, like all of those places were, were getting, um, you know, this, these shipments of, of slaves and, um, there's Paulo comes a lot into play when um, you get you get these 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 Congos coming to um, Cuba mostly and intermingling with the natives that were already there, which would be the Tainos and the Arawaks and stuff like that, and they're bringing what they know, which um, you know all they have with them is their memory. Right. We, you know, one of the mambos that we sing is Kimbambala. Like, that's what that means to remember, to re-remember. So that's, that's all they really had with them is, is the memory of, of what they did and, and how they, they worked with nature or what we call Malongo. Um, and so they had to go and, and kind of rework these, um, these practices or, or, you know, their, their ways of life to fit, um, their new terrain like they were dropped off in a completely different in a completely different place um different you know different animals different um trees different plants different everything completely different terrain and and they had to figure it out but with the help of of the tainos you know when they they because they escaped up into the mountains um and they lived amongst the tainos and and the the tainos really taught them taught the congos how to to work with these these elements that are that were natural to that land um so there's very very few elements like today that are actually of congo origin um you know besides like i said the you know that that ancestral veneration and the Nkisi worship and and um a little bit of the uh, the congo cosmology as well um because that's that's a very very um like staple idea behind you know how we work palo um so it's very you know and there's there's debates there's still debates to this day on you know how 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 like strong like where did it start where you know where did it change everything like that so um this is just these these are things that that i've been taught by my elders um and so that's what i'm going to explain it as so, you know, don't, don't come for me. If, if you, if you read a book somewhere by somebody else or whatever, I'm just going by what was taught to me by my, my elders and, and, um, you know, that, that was passed down through my lineage. And, um, so yeah, that's, that's a pretty cut and dry ex or, uh, explanation. Um, but it is, it's, it's all about, it's about cause and effect. It's, it's, it's neither good nor bad. There is no good or bad. Um, it is, it is just what it is. It is nature. It is nature-based, um, a little bit necromantic at times, um, because, you know, we do work with the dead, 
Uh, and that's that comes out of that that ancestral veneration because you know they would take you know they would take their actual ancestors like somebody's grandparent that passed away they would take and, and you know take their bodies and put them in in like little gourds with with different dirts and different plants and things like that and reanimate them like th- those were like your first ngangas and i love that that you touched on this is how you were taught, right? Because these religions um, are very old. They're they're older than Christianity, right? And when things are being passed down, obviously things are being missed or they get misinterpreted or uh, misinformation comes into play or someone didn't hear properly and they said the wrong thing and then it just passed on, right? So we always have to understand that we have to follow what our elders are saying um, in order for us to avoid confusion and in order for us to avoid the misinformation. So um, I personally believe the same way, like just follow what your elder is telling you and just go with that, right? Because controversy on TikTok, on Facebook, on on any social media platform on this religion of what should have been done or what should be done. And then it's just way too much. You know, it's just way too much, especially because it's a spiritual thing. Like you mentioned, we work with our ancestors. So not every ancestor works the same way. So is it wrong or is it just that we're we're all in the same mindset doing things differently? So which one is it, right? Right. Yeah, it will. Exactly. And then like in, in Palo Monte, like obviously like your explanation of it is similar to what I was explained by my elders and the things that uh, my elders taught us. Um, in our house, we, we believe that Palo Monte was for, mostly for um, practitioners that were slaves to kind of have like a, a sense of like strength to overcome the slavery portion of it too. Like that's why in Palo we're like super strong. We're like, we could take beatings quote unquote, right? Because it was, it was kind of based on the survival of the Africans here, you know, the people who, who endure um, hardships and, and it gave them the strength to continue. Cause let's be real. Like a lot of things that happened in slavery, um, were really harsh. So where do you find your strength? Well, you find your strength with your ancestors. You find your strength with um, your belief system, and it never died. You know, it never, like, that belief system never really died. It expanded. Um, And in some portion, I agree with this, and in some portion, I don't, because then it comes into play the who could practice palo, right? Who could practice it? Because if you don't have African descent, for some people, you shouldn't practice it. Right. And I think it's because of the same reason, because your ancestors technically did not go through the hardship of what it took to be in this. So why should you be able to practice, right? Um, and I have, I mean, me and you have had this conversation before several times, and um, I've heard your your explanations in other podcast episodes or whatnot. Um, but can we elaborate on who could practice Palo? Yeah. So, um, it's, 
so there is this idea um, that everyone is born with a Congo, with a Congo spirit. Um, now, whether you subscribe to that or not is is completely up to you. But it's not necessarily about. I mean, there is definitely like lineage that that ties into it. Um, you know, is it probably easier for for somebody that can trace their family back to, you know, the Congo? Probably. Um, they're they're gonna probably feel a stronger pull towards towards these types of practices. If the spirits say that that you need to like, if if you feel some sort of way that you um, you know, want to practice this or, or whatever, and you go through, you know, your proper channels that you need to, you know, which would be talking to a priest of, of said tradition, um, getting a reading from those spirits, um, you know, doing what you're supposed to do. And, you know, if they say yes, like you are, you should be, um, you know, initiated in this tradition, then there's nobody that can, tell you otherwise the spirits have said yes there are a few um i feel man like man imposed limitations on specifically paulo as opposed to maybe an orisha practice um but that's a whole other can of worms it is for everyone and it's also not like you i mean the spirits are gonna know like they're going to they're going to know, they're going to test you. They're, they're, they're always going to know. So like if you go get a reading and, and you're completely all about it and this is what you want to do. Um, and the spirits say yes, then, you know, obviously you would go and you would start to walk your path, um, and do this, the proper steps that you need to do. You know, if they say no, then that, that's it. That doesn't mean that you just go and run around. Unfortunately it happens where, you know, somebody sits down, um, you know, presents themselves in, in front of somebody's Nganga and, and the Nganga says no. Um, and then they will say, oh, well, you know, screw this. I'm going to go somewhere else. And they'll find somebody that will inevitably not care and they'll just initiate them and take their money. And then you that's when you run into some serious problems where people start getting sick and, you know, and the spirits are, they're going to mess with them the rest of their lives. I mean... Even when you are initiated into this, <laughs> you can still get really sick if you don't follow the proper steps. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Like if you're supposed to take ceremony at a certain point in time, you should do that ceremony <laughs> in a timely fashion. Yes, in a timely fashion. <laughs> as soon as possible. Exactly. And, and we laugh about it because, you know, there's things on the background. But... Um, I don't think a lot of people understand the seriousness of the commitment, right? People don't understand how serious it is to commit to um, spirits or empungos or, you know, to commit to that level. It's a pact that you're making not just for the rest of your life, but kind of in a sense eternity, you know, because you're making that pact even when you are past and you are a spirit, you're still banned bond to that commitment yes so do you really i mean like do people really understand this that it's like that huge of a commitment that it's not going to be just this lifetime it's going to be your whole life i mean your whole eternal life yes i agree with you when people get that no they rather go somewhere else for a yes and i have seen it where some people are not meant for battle 
And then guess what? Their whole life turns upside down because they weren't meant to mess around with those energies. So your mentality and your energy and your essence may not withhold that much energy or that specific energy. And not necessarily do we have to be initiated into Palo to work spirit. You know, there's other religions or other practices that you can um, very well be part of that do not require a ceremony like Espiritismo. You don't really require um, ceremony to be part of a Misa Espiritual or be a certain way or do certain things. Um, but I think uh, the mysterious side of Palo is what gets people. Yes. I like guess so mysterious. It's it's cult based, I guess you could say. Um, and then the people that are in it are all about Palo. Like you go hard on Palo, right? Yes. What is one of the biggest misconceptions of Paleria? The most obvious one would be that it's some form of devil worship and we're out here sacrificing children and all this craziness. Um, it's and there's unfortunately there was a book written by I want to say Carlos Montenegro that uh, basically explained it as the dark side of Santeria and you know where you know immediately he you know I think he missed the mark with equating or not equating but um, tying Paulo to to Orisha practices because in at least in my Munanso and and my lineage Paulo and Orisha are two completely separate things that you do not there's no incorporation whatsoever um you'll find even like in ifa um there are supposedly you know patakis about paleros and stuff like that and and it's that's just not it, it's not um there's there's no connection and people say oh well you know you're you're crowned about the last so now you can't get scratched in palo that's bs um that's there's there's a lot of things it, it doesn't get it doesn't get mixed together but anyway this guy wrote this book and it was it was all about you know how you know it was it was the dark side of santeria and and um you know it's there's all nothing but bad that comes from it and, and all that stuff it's it gave it a bad name and people kind of ran with it um it's i would say it's just as demonized as like voodoo but on not on such a large scale because you know with you know to to the you know the the regular viewer of you know whatever you're gonna under you're gonna hear the term voodoo more than you're gonna hear you know follow my so they don't quite even know what that is but once they do if they do any kind of like looking at it they'll be like oh yeah this is this is horrible this is there blah 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 um so it does get a, kind of a bad rap for sure and there's people that you know there are paleros that that will you know kind of not not that they'll instigate it but they'll they will um you know they'll do things with their nganga to make it like in dokimalo all the time like they will, they will keep their ngangas, you know, in in the dark all the time. They will, they will turn it so that it does nothing but, you know, brujeria, and and that's that's all they do. It's just very, it's all is all bad stuff. But in in all actuality, you know, when when you're working Palo, like you're working with every aspect of of nature of the universe, 
because you know what what is your your nganga but just a a microcosm inside of a microcosm it's it's you reflected in the universe there's a whole universe inside of that pot and and it's 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 you being able to you know work with the entire universe and drawing that power to that one focal point because that's all it is it's just a focal point for the you know your power to you know bring about change and to heal and and things like that and yes you, you we of course we can use it to not be so nice you know if if things need to change in a bad way it, obviously you know we can do that um but it's i've seen some really interesting stuff happen and you know i've heard some amazing stories about you know people with you know dire illnesses and stuff like that and they go and see a palero and all of a sudden you know their their cancer is like almost non-existent or you know stuff like that they're they're coming they're being brought back from the from the brink of death by by an nganga and and the palero that's working it i can't say enough good about it but also like that that kind of comes with a caveat because like you touched on earlier you know it can completely consume you um paulo is one of those like the spirits and and everything about it is so strong that it can it can take over your life and sometimes not in a good way um you know people will will just go and do nothing but 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 work paulo and work it maybe you know not for their benefit um and and they'll they'll drive themselves crazy um it, it's it's always good to kind of make sure you know check in with yourself you know get some sort of um you know baseline going and uh yeah that's it will it will take over your life if you let it um i i don't think that it necessarily needs to be be so important that it gets to that point where it, you know it's taking over your life i mean like so you know me and, and you know my life is very very um centered around paulo my spirituality at least um but i don't i will i don't let it get like a stranglehold on me to where it is affecting everything else around me in a negative way so so and and that's that's kind of what i'm just trying to get across here is um, yes, it's it's a very profound way of working with with the universe and with nature and everything around you with the cycles of life and and death and rebirth and and everything because everything that we work with and just the way that everything works in general is a cycle. Um, you know, I had a conversation with um, one of my god siblings uh, I don't know a couple months back. And and I just looked at him and I said, dude, you can you can explain almost everything with a circle. And and he he didn't really like catch on to what I was saying until like the next day. He was like, dude, that really messed me up. Like I didn't go to bed for a little while thinking about that. I was like really thinking about that. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's it's as deep as you want to go with it. And it's as simple as you want to make it at the same time. We always see the practitioners, right? What the practitioner is doing. So sometimes we get a bad, bad rap in general. Like people generalize, like they need one bad palero. And guess what? All paleros are bad. 
they meet one bad santera, all santeros are bad, you know? So, um, I guess, I guess because it's not a major religion and you don't meet a lot of people, this is what you base it off of, like what you meet, the person that you meet, that's how you generalize it. But if we were to do the same thing with Christianity, people would just be like, okay, I didn't like that priest. I'm going to go to a different church kind of thing. Right. And I'm sure you've heard this in our practice. We have this thing, um, no hay mala religión, hay mala religiosos. Like there's no bad religion, there's bad religious practitioners. So we have to always understand that. Like I've met so many people in many uh, walks of beliefs. Like they have different types of beliefs and it's not until you understand the concept of the actual um, religion or the practice that they're in that you actually understand maybe it is not that bad. I mean, I've met people who practice demiology and practice with Satan and they're not bad people, you know, but it's the, the concept of what they're trying to achieve with it as well. So it's it's the person. You have to see the person for who they are. Um, so I, I completely agree. In Paleria, it's like because they see bones, because they see blood, because they see like animals, because they see all of that, they think it's bad. But then we, we look back into... Um, christian bible and they had the same thing going on so it's like exactly because it's not normalized anymore it's considered bad right and that's and that i think that speaks to just how like our society as a whole has changed and you know we've gotten so comfortable with being passive and not in tune with so much around us that you know we're okay with just being spoon-fed you know, a bunch of crap that's, that's just been, you know, watered down and recycled and, and, you know, we're so just out of touch with, with the nature around us and the elements and, and our own spirituality, um, that like these types of practices that are, that are nature-based, like these, like this is, I firmly believe that this is the way that, you know, we were meant to to spend this time, you know, in, in these, in these corporeal bodies that we have right now, um, we were meant to kind of, you know, we started from a source and we're working our way back to that source in once again, a cycle, right? So, you know, we're born, we, we live, we die and we travel and you know, back into rebirth. It's just, for me, it just seems very natural, very, um, like raw and, and just the way that things should be, should be worked with. Um, not just from a spiritual standpoint, but just from like your everyday life, you know, like I said, like, I think we've gotten very complacent and very, um, almost like zombified in, in society these days. Like we don't necessarily think outside the box. We don't, think to go and and heal ourselves with nature anymore we don't think you know to to go and like i'm not feeling good well go go jump in a river and and see how you feel like seriously i mean people are starting to kind of bring these ideas back but they're they're also i feel like they're twisting them a little bit with you know like the um what was it that everybody's doing like the the cold plunge stuff you know, everybody's doing like the ice baths, like that, like, so that's like, that's something, but it's also been like, kind of like 
twisted and marketed towards like new age spirituality and like the you know the love and light crowd and stuff like that not not knocking not knocking that stuff at all um maybe a little bit but not you know to each their own um but you know i've i would rather just do that like if i knew that like there was something healing in in water which there is if there if i knew that there was healing properties in a body of water i would more i'm more likely to go and refresh myself and cleanse myself with with that element and and maybe some other some other things maybe um some yogas or something that that we know hold certain properties in them to take sickness away to take anxiety away to take you know bad feelings away anything like that i'm much more prone to doing that than 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 you know consuming whatever man-made stuff we have absolutely in palo there's a lot of rules in palo there's a lot of things that that happen in palo but most of all is for for you to become the best you in every aspect of you yeah like you have to be every aspect of you has to be a hundred percent and you have to always be doing right why because you there's also consequences for you not to do something right you know so you can't come and complain when you did something wrong and guess what in 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 palo there's no karma right in palo it's it is what it is it's cause and effect you did that this is what you get what are you, what can how can i fix it you gotta live it through now so um i think that I, that concept also gets missed yes so yeah like if you're if you have like a you know what we would consider a bad person um like i said you know, like there's a murderer or, you know, a pedophile or somebody that's just atrocious, you know, like atrocious things throughout their life and nothing bad ever happens to them and they just die peacefully in their sleep. Like where, you know, people would say, where's the justice in that? You can't say that, you know, it's, it's um, like a karmic thing. Um, it, but Apollo is very cause and effect. Like if you, you know, if you're going to work this, you know, you do this, this is going to happen. If you behave this way, this is, this is going to happen. And it's the spirits that will keep you in check. Um, you know, they're, they're there, you know, I mean, you know, I've, I've been to, been to drummings where, you know, spirits will come down and, and, you know, deliver messages and stuff like that. And it's, you know, and I've had, you know, I've had a, you know, a spirit come to me and was just like, Hey, you know, you need to, you need to do this, this, and this. And then it's like, okay, you need to do that, that, and that, because that was, that was, you know, a spirit came down, mounted a human body and spoke through them to you, like divine messages. You, I mean, if you don't listen to that, I don't know, like, I just, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I, I think it's hard for you to not, at least for me, when I first started this, that um, I started seeing people like, um get mounted with spirits and the spirits tell you certain things it's like it was like to me it was like the ultimate thing right um because you think back and you're like if like for me just as yourself i was i was in catholicism you know i was a catholic you don't see those kind of things your priest does not get mounted and tell you guess what here's your individual um, consultation or this is individual um, advice for specifically you in the scenario that you're dealing with so to me what got me going into this religion into santeria into espiritismo into paleria was that that specific thing right 
something coming down and telling you specifically something that no one really knows. Because th there's times where the spirit tells you things and you know that that person who they're mounting, who they're, you know, they're inside their bodies, didn't know squat about what you were dealing with or didn't know anything about your specific scenario. And all of a sudden um, there's a spirit in them and they're telling you all these things. And when you actually do the working, you, you receive solutions, you, you resolve whatever it is that you were going through. And I think that was my hook. That was my hook into this. Like, how can you explain that? Unless you, you really put it into like, into perspective that there is something bigger than us, or there is something that is guiding us and protecting us and all of that. Right. So I don't think we, we, I think we just evolve from Christianity because we see that in the Bible, but then we, we feel like it's so far. Right far-fetched like that only happened in the past right only angels used to come in the past only angels used to visit yeah, it people happens all in the, the past. time um right only miracles happen in the past but then you start incorporating that into practices like what we have now and you're just like no it didn't just happen in the past it's happening now where in palo <laughs> in santeria in ifa and um one thing that you did mention um, earlier that I wanted to touch in was the whole if I can't tell you if you're meant for Palo. You didn't say it that way, but I I I was evolving into right. that conversation. Um, because it's two different practices, right? Like you have Santeria, Palo, even in Espiritismo, Espiritismo kind of dabs into kind of everything, but you're not going to have an Espiritista tell you anything about Ifa. You know what I'm saying? Or like the Santo. Everything has to be verified. Um, those energies are different. So you can't really make Santeria with uh, with Valeria because it's not on the same realm. It's not in the same um, sector, I guess you could say. Ifa and Santeria kind of go hand in hand because yeah. of the same yeah. um, things that they they deal with. But Valeria is a whole different um, sector. It's like a whole different, full different religion um so recently i had this conversation with someone about how right. mm -hmm. babalaos were saying like oh you can't get scratched yeah. based on your sign or you can't go do this based on your sign and necessarily i think it's kind of irresponsible for babalaos to say such a thing because it's not their sector you understand before we open that can of worms mm -hmm. right um but but in all honesty it's like us saying um, yeah, absolutely. You can't, you can't go into twenty-one divisions because that's a whole different sector too. You know, we can't advise you on those energies. Um, so it's one of those. Like, I just wanted to touch base on that. Um, Jeff, what is one thing that you recommend someone who's trying to get initiated into battle? Honestly, there's not a whole lot of research that, you know, you can really do because, you know, with anything, as far as these practices is concerned, it's um, anything that's been written down or anything like that is either inaccurate or a lot of it's being left out, things like that. So your best, your best bet is to, is to find, um, you know, a priest or priestess of whatever practice it is. Um, specifically, we're talking Paulo here. Um, 
and, you know, sit down with them and, and, you know, talk to them a little bit, ask questions. Um, you know, you might not always get answers, obviously, because there are things, you know, that we, we can't talk about, but, um, you know, sit down and maybe just get a reading and kind of see what, what the spirits have to say, even if you're not trying to necessarily get initiated or anything like that, still sit down and, and, and see what the NKC have to say about things. Um, you know, just about your, your situation in general, your life, um, you know, what, you know, what your potentials are, things like that. Um, and then, and then just go from there, start, start building a relationship with, with somebody, you know, that's a potential godparent. Um, and you, you know, use, use some common sense as well. You know, look, look for, look for some red flags and, uh, you know, don't, don't just go jumping at the first, at the first person that, you know, presents themselves and says, Hey, I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll scratch you and, and, you know, you're good to go. Don't, you know, I mean, if you find that right off the bat and, you know, you trust that person, you have a good relationship, that's, you know, that's fine. Um, but don't, you know, don't just, don't just go for it just because you feel compelled, you know, to do something like that, or you were called because I see a lot of that nowadays too, where people were just like, I was called to do this. And I had a dream about that. Well, sometimes you just had a dream. Like, you know, sometimes you, no, it, sometimes your for you page is just strictly, you know, dedicated to, to catching your attention. So, and, and that's the thing too, like if you're, if you're out there, like consciously looking for a sign, you're going to find it one way or another, you're always going to find it's, it's always the things that the best messages to me are like, when you're not even thinking about something, it's been, you know, it's it's completely subconscious or, or, you know, you're completely oblivious to something. And then all of a sudden something grabs your attention and it pulls like something that's been deep seated in the back of your brain for however long. And it brings it right to the front. And you're like, this is super important. And, and, and spirit makes you completely aware of that moment and, and everything going on right then and there. That's when you need to pay attention. Not, not when you're like, Oh, I need to, you know, I need to go, uh, work with Oshun and, and get into Lukumi and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I saw like 15 peacocks on my for you. Like, no, (laughs) like, no, you didn't just stop. Don't go looking for it because you'll find it. If you don't, if, if you don't look for it and it comes to you, then you pay attention. Especially when it's on your for you page, right? Like, yes. What doesn't come up on there? I mean, I'm sure that it kind of tracks our like, eye movements or our facial expressions and everything oh, that absolutely. we do um you know and and um if it sees that you open your eyes really wide when you see like an Oshun thing like you know <laughs> yeah. then then it's going to show you more things that open your eyes like that but yeah definitely i do agree um when they really want to deliver a message it's going to be it's going to be delivered it's going to be something not crazy but it is going to be uh, significant enough for you to know that there's something going on um, and then a reading is always it's always good right like why not get a reading to find out what's going on um, and yeah I agree with you if someone wants to scratch you right off the bat like okay you had a reading let, let's get you started let's get to scratch like that's a, a red flag on its own yeah it's yeah that's pretty much yeah a big red flag um, you know and I 
but I've seen it, you know, it does happen where the best thing for the person is to, you know, go ahead and get initiated. And there's, but I think the, the thing is where, like, if they put a whole lot of emphasis on it and it's like, you got to do this or you're going to die, you know, like then, then it's, I'm just like, "Mm." cause like I've read people where I'm like, you know, Hey, you, you know, this is an option. This looks like it could be an option for you, you know? And, and, and that's, that's, that's where I leave it. Like them giving you a sense of urgency, right? Yeah. Like you have to do it. You have to do it now kind of thing. Yeah. Right. And, and then they, they scare people with it too. Like I said, you know, that's a, anybody out there listening about it, like just, if somebody tells you that if you don't, if you don't go in crown Santo or if you don't get scratched and follow right away and you're going to die, that walk away, walk away. Or you know what? Go to another practitioner and and get a reading with them. And if it comes up twice, mm, maybe pay attention to it because it does, it does happen. It's very rare, but it does happen. So don't just don't just go right out of the rip and say, oh, this person told me I got like all this going on and this and that and whatever and and now I got to do, you know, 10,000 at bows and, and, and all this stuff. Like, no, just relax, relax. Absolutely. And then now you could find a practitioner pretty much anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Any social media platform, you could find a practitioner. Um, just be careful. Um, be aware of who you're... There has to be some sort of um, discernment as well. Like, they're human. So you have to see it as them being human as well. Um Anything else that you would like our listeners to know about Palo? Uh, <laughs> like <laughs> everything and also nothing. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, I can't, I just, I really can't limit myself when it comes to, you know, how, how I feel about, about this practice, this, this culture, this religion, because it is a culture. Like it really, it really takes, you know, specific types of people, I feel to really, you know, get in there and, and work this tradition and give it the, the respect that it deserves. You know, that to me is kind of paramount. And, and, you know, like you, you talked about earlier, you know, this is a lifelong commitment and even past that, you know, cause Congo nunca muere, you know, the Congo never died. Everything from like, from the moment you make your pact moving forward, that's, that's it. You know, that's, that's something that you really have to pay attention to um, and think about. Like a lot of people will get into these practices. I feel for like, they want like some sense of power or, or something like that. Like, Oh, you know, I can be, I can do X, Y, and Z and blah, 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 blah. Like that's, that's great. You know, but that's not, that's really not the right reasons to, to be working these traditions at all. You know, it's, it's to, it's to, like you said, you know, be a, be the best version of yourself that you can be, you know, be a better uh, father or mother or brother or sister or friend, or, you know, be the best you. And um, interestingly enough, that's a very common thing among um, Freemasons. And you'll find um, that a lot of paleros are also Freemasons. So, um, and that's a whole other conversation, (laughs) but uh, (laughs) That I'm 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 not I'm not very equipped to talk about from um, 
from a Freemasonry standpoint, I, you know, I'm not a Freemason, so I don't, you know, I don't have any licentia to, to really talk a whole lot about it. But, um, I, I just, I know that that's a very, very common thing for them. And it's a very common thing for us. And I see a lot of crossover, um, as far as that goes, but yeah, I mean, Paulo is to me, it is, it is everything. Like it is my world. It, it It's, you know, the way that you, the way that you go about your life, the way that you do things, you know, you're no longer just, you know, making decisions for yourself. You're, you need to, you know, sit down. And if it's, if this is a life-changing decision, you know, you, you better bring it up with your muerto, you know, you need to sit down with, with the Inquisi and, and say, Hey, you know, I got this and this going on, you know, what, what should I do? They will guide you and you have to have, and this is the thing too, you have to have faith. Right. And, and a lot of people run away from like, like Abrahamic religions, you know, Christianity, Judaism, things like that, because of, you know, like they don't believe in this and they don't believe in that. Um, and they've been, you know, had some sort of religious trauma. Um, but honestly, like when you, when you circle all the way back around, like everything, everything is based on faith. Because if you don't have faith, like nothing, nothing is going to come to you in, in these practices. Like you have to fully give yourself to the spirit. Like you have to accept that they know better than we do. Um, it, it really is, excuse me, a matter of faith. And I think that a lot of people kind of glaze over that part sometimes, but the people that are really, really in it, really working it day to day, you know, day in, day out, um, they get it, they understand. Um, and that's, that's what it's about, you know, is, is understanding our place in, in the universe, understanding how we you know, coexist with the universe, which, you know, we are the universe, you know, we're, we're just the universe experiencing it itself, you know, from, from 6 billion different viewpoints, um, you know, things like that. And then just, and then just doing, doing the best you can to be the best that you can. Yeah. And giving you the tool necessary, right? Cause it's like, sometimes all you need is like that. Um, you better stay on the, on the, on the good side or the um, righteous side, right? Um, yeah, definitely. So, Jeff, you mentioned um, you do readings, right? Um, yes. I know you have an online shop. Where could our listeners find your online shop? So, the online shop would be thatwitchydude.com. Um, and there's a lot of just um, very, like, handcrafted things. I do a lot of, like, conjure oils type stuff. Um and, uh, you know, different curios, things like that. Um, and I do a lot, you know, if, if, if you're not like, if you're, if you're looking for something specific, like, obviously you can get in touch with me. Um, and I, I do custom work. Um, that's kind of, you know, the online shop is just kind of scratching the surface a little bit, so to speak. Um, and then, you know, obviously I'm on TikTok and Instagram is that witchy dude um watch out for i think there are a couple scam accounts out there so just be careful of that because you know that seems to be the thing nowadays um but yeah i mean if instagram is probably the fastest way um to get a hold of me like you know as far as if you don't see something on the website um and you 
want it or want to know where to get it or just need some advice or whatever or if you want a reading things like that like instagram would be the way to go so you guys could find him on tiktok instagram or on his web across the across the web he's as the witchy dude um jeff i really want to thank you for taking your time to have a conversation on Amparo with my listeners um i would like to dive in deeper obviously um someday when you have the chance we could dive deeper into like the different kind of empungos or stuff like that um there are archetypes which i know you or will about, love about why why empungos aren't a thing <laughs> <laughs> all right it's that's your rubenized palo right empungos and gangas <laughs> the difference between that the different because yes. i know some houses call them empungos some houses call them in gangas and what is the difference right <laughs> the, okay all right so let's just let's just do this real quick so all right all right so in empungo right we, we're thinking of different uh different spirits different energies um within like the the palo pantheon of, of you know that's what they've created is you know palo is not a pantheonic um practice at all so what happened was during during the slave trade right um all of the like the congos were were mostly already already there in cuba and then they started intermingling with um with people from uh yoruba land you know from from the yoruba the, uh, the uh, yoruban empire right so they started to you know they were forced to marry or intermingle and to you know procreate with each other and stuff like that and so then you start getting this this hybrid between you know like the you know the forces of palo and the orisha and so that's where you get you know the impungos come from that it's it's uh you know like i said it's a hybrid because you can sit there and you know like lucero or Cholowenge or Siete Rayos, uh, Zarabanda. Those are, you know, what people would call impungos, but you know, you can pick any of those names and and those I, I will show you exactly which Arisha that came from. Right? So that's not necessarily um, a thing that that we do um, in our in our Monanzo. Um impungos are just it's more or less just a path that that um, it's a predestined path. It's not, we don't call them impungos. Um, it, it's more or less just, just the path that you walk. Um, and, and that's it. Like you're, you're, you know, cause people say, oh, I have, I have a Zarabanda in Ganga and I have a Siete Rayos here and I have a, you know, a, a Santea over here. Like that, that's not, you're, you're in Ganga as you're in Ganga. That's it. Like that's, now there are we can build different pots to do different things because your nganga is going to inevitably show you and tell you what it was you know what its main purpose is but at the end of the day that is that is you that is a direct reflection of you in the universe right so you know you know all of the impungos and stuff like that um that is and, and and we can get more in depth later i don't i just i just i wanted to bring this up because <laughs> you kept saying in pungo and it, i am i have such a like it's just a me thing yeah where i just i immediately jump on that and i'm like no in pungos don't exist like you know, it's a, but, te I mean, it's a they, teaser it's yes we're yes, teasing exactly, people for exactly. our next but episode yes. right that's what it is yes exactly yeah. we'll we'll get into it we'll get into some serious uh some serious depth later on with with the the in pungo yeah. and, and and everything like that absolutely 
Um, I want to thank you so much for bringing all your your awareness to the the to the podcast. Our listeners who are listening, obviously, you could follow Jeff. Um, Jeff is like becoming one of my really close Balero friends that um, you know in the community or whatnot. So he's always welcome back into the podcast. And if you guys have any questions for me as far as Jeff goes, you guys could either reach out to me or directly to Jeff. Thank you so much, Jeff, once again, for joining us. Thank you for having me. It was it was an absolute pleasure. Thank you guys for listening. Share this episode with someone who's on their spiritual journey. And if you guys would like to see more spiritual content, in the description below, there's a link where you guys could go straight to my Instagram and straight to my TikTok. Make sure to follow both because in both platforms, I have different content. So make sure to follow both. Once again, thank you guys for listening and have a great one.